This message was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire, a contemporary Christian church in the north of England. Learn more at lifelanks.org. New Living Translation Bible talks about changing the way you think. So don't be conformed, but change the way you think. So thinking about that and thinking about the fact that God is, wants to help us to change the way we think, it's for us to understand that the renewal of our mind is a continuous process. You know, we are transformed when we become Christians. Absolutely. It's a miracle. It's the power of God. And then following that is a continual renewing of our mind, a continual receiving of everything that God wants to say to us to change us into the kind of people who we are supposed to be, to avoid assimilating, to, to avoid uh, just taking on board the, the changing values of the culture we live in. The, our culture is fast-moving, right? The values that maybe some of us had a few years ago, for some people, they're, they're out of date. But we stay true to the Word of God, and we don't assimilate because the culture changes. We need to remain relevant to the culture that we're in, but we have to understand that we have the Word of God to help us with that. Another translation puts it like this, a street Bible. Don't get molded by what the adverts say you should have, should do, or should be. Or the Message Bible says that don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. And it's about that, it's that thought about thinking about what God has said. So when we face a situation, face a challenge, face just everyday life, well, actually, yeah, this is what everyone says. Everyone says we should do this. But okay, I've heard that, but what does God say I should be doing? What, what, what does God say this is who I should be, what I should be involved in? Because it's so easy to assimilate, it's so easy to drift into what everyone else says. And you would know as well as I do, 10 years time, everyone will be saying something different. But we stay true to what God says as we transform our thinking. A continuous process the renewal of our mind isn't just a one-off thing, it's a continual thing. I reminded you a couple of weeks ago, one, uh, 2 Corinthians uh, tells us that we have the mind of Christ. Quite a statement that, that God has put, put our mind, and it, this is the kind of brainwashing that's okay, right? Yeah? yeah? Cleaned up. That's what brainwashing really should be. You know, you, you know what I'm saying. But God cleans us up. And so we have the mind of Christ. So we think begin to think the way God thinks. We begin to make choices, the kind of choices that God would choose. When we make decisions, we think, well, what would God want us to do? In this situation, what would Jesus do? Those are the kind of things that we begin to receive and assimilate into our mind when we have the mind of Christ. And, you know, one of the greatest uh, revelations, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, that we can have in life is that in God's strength, we can choose our thoughts and think things on purpose. We can choose our thoughts. Now, I know that I'm speaking into, 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 into some people who are struggling in that area, right? In your thought mind, it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a, a nightmare right now. 
there's a struggle going on. So please receive what I'm saying because I believe God can give you the strength to get through that. You can come together with other Christians who can encourage you through that, can pray with you, can help you and so that. So that's not where you are going to be forever. That might be where you are right now, but by the power of God and the authority of the Word of God, that's not your permanent state. God's going to help you to get through that. So I'm reaching out to ordinary people. No, I meant to say normal people. Any normal? No, maybe, maybe. You think you're normal, don't you? Well, that's your opinion. But I'm re- the, in the real world, these, we have these challenges. We have these challenges. So our minds, and, and, and something's come into our minds that we think, and we think, no, I shouldn't be thinking that way because I know if I get on that train of thought, then if I stay on that train of thought, my actions will inevitably follow that train of thought. If I'm, I'm focusing and thinking about something, which I know is not what God wants me to do, I, I, there's a danger that I will follow. But here, God's going to break that for you this morning. God's going to help you with that this morning. God's going to give you the strength that you need this morning. And it's not something you're going to wait for in a few weeks' time, and God might show up. No, God's showing up right now for you in your situation, you in your weakness, he's going to give you the strength to get through that and you can be transformed. You may have been challenged with something for years and years and years. It's almost kind of like a default setting. You keep coming back to it. But right now, God wants to transform you by the renewing of your mind, to transform your thinking, to help you. You know, this stuff works, right? The Bible is the truth, and it works. And when we cooperate with God, He can help us with that. So I've encouraged you. I'm not going to leave you there, right? I'm going to continue to help you to get through where you are to where God wants you you to be. You know, how we think about ourselves affects a lot, isn't it? If we think a little about ourselves, if if we kind of very down on ourselves, it affects everything because we have no confidence in in normal day-to-day life, no confidence in our family, no no confidence in anything that we do if we're absolutely down on our lives. Well, I want to encourage you to start thinking of yourself as God thinks about you. You know, the Bible says don't think of yourself higher than you should, but hey, that's not the problem for most people. For most people, it's feeling like they're crushed. It's feeling like they've failed. It's feeling like they've made mistakes. It's a kind of a way back. It's feeling like they're trapped. It's feeling like they're kind of imprisoned in some way. They kind of break out of. Well, let's, let's start thinking about ourselves as God thinks about us. Let's be encouraged by the, with the renewal of our mind. You know, when we ask for help... It's not a sign of weakness. If I rang, tomorrow I ring the dentist and say, you know, I've got this really bad, bad toothache. I really, I, I need you to fit me in as soon as possible. I mean, it's desperate. I, I can't sleep. The painkillers are not touching it. it it's, just, it's just horrendous. And the, the person on the other end of the phone says, don't be a wimp. Pull yourself together. Get over it. You know, ignore it. No, you want some help with it, right? So it's okay if you need help. It absolutely is okay if you need help. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength that you're coming for help. So with God's strength, getting alongside other Christians that can support you and encourage you, and you can perhaps make yourself accountable to. You know, guys, if you're struggling, let's get alongside another guy that can encourage you. Ladies, you know, if you've got problems in your thought life, what about another mature lady that could help you with that? What about someone who could pray for you? Someone you could trust? Let's, let's, get, out. let's get out with that. Let's, let's be transformed.
It's only my glasses, no cause for concern. So we can be helped with that. So it's a sign of strength. So let, let's read uh, Romans chapter 8 because this, I, I think this first, this few sentences I'm going to read, these first couple of verses in Romans chapter 8, should never be very far away from every Christian because you probably need to remind yourself of this scripture quite often. And here it is. This is in context of, you know, getting down on ourselves or whatever. This is what God says about you, right? So not what you feel about yourself, not what someone else says about you. This is what God says, right? So this is the truth, because this is what God said about you. So you may have never, you can't kind of break through this, but you're going to get help. You're going to be helped this morning. This is what the Bible says, Romans 8. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Absolutely true, eh? Absolutely true. So if you love God, you're a Christian, you're in Christ, right? So there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So right there in the scripture, the Bible says about you that you're not condemned. The Bible says, says about you that you're not bound and imprisoned, you're free. So that's the truth, because that's what God says about you. You are not condemned. Actually, your sin is condemned, but you're not. How's that? That's done with, that's dealt with at the cross because of Jesus, and you are free. Now, I I, I feel condemned. I feel imprisoned. I know what you're saying, Jeff, but that's how I feel. Well, when are we going to get to the point where we trust what God says over our feelings. Because our feelings are just like all over the shop. I mean, they can be up one minute, they can be down. But what this is what God said. You are not condemned and you are free. We can choose to live condemned according to the flesh, as the, as the scripture will put it. We'll read that in a minute. Or we can choose to live set free. So first point I want to make is, is to choose to trust God's truth, not your feelings. Now, this is really important, okay, because all of us will have times in our lives when we have messed up and we feel condemned. The Bible says you're not condemned, even when you've done that, right? Because God's ready to forgive you very quickly. Deal with it, get forgiven, and trust God's truth, not your feelings. The Bible says you're not condemned. The Bible says you're free. So trust the truth, not your feelings. So this morning, I feel good, wonderful. Tomorrow morning, I feel condemned. No, but you're not condemned. It's not about your feelings. So I'm going to labor this point a little bit this morning, but it's not about feelings. It's about the truth of what God says. Our emotions are a God-given gift, but God did not design our emotions to run our lives. Our emotions are volatile and can change quickly. Church was fantastic this morning. Next week, maybe not so. But what are we believing? We believe in that this is where I'm supposed to be. We believe in that God's planted me here. We believe in that I'm supposed to be here to receive something from God. I'm supposed to be here to encourage other people. We believe it's a principle, it's a value that we're here. So whether we feel like it or not, we show up. So it's not about how we feel. It's about what we know is important. So feelings can be volatile, but we're not going to allow feelings to run our lives. Last week, Matt said, our feelings are neither a good indicator of the presence of God, 
nor of, nor of the best course of action. Good quote, eh? So sometimes we really feel God's presence. But you know, on authority of the Word of God, God is always with us. He's always with us. Now, I feel His presence, and someone was sharing a testimony the other day about how they felt God's presence right next alongside them, encouraging them along to, to complete something that they believe God had told them to do. And, and sometimes it's that, it's that good, right? But other times, I don't feel that, right? I don't feel that at all, but I stick with what I believe God's told me to do because I'm not going to be controlled by my emotions and my feelings. I'm going to be controlled by what God says, what the truth is. Now, I'm like you. I'm still working this stuff out, right? I've not got this all sorted. So when I preach, I'm not saying, I'm sorted. You need to be sorted like me. No, I'm saying that this is a process that we're all going through. We're all going through, but we're not going to trust our feelings. We're going to trust what God said. God is with us whether we feel it or not. Our emotions follow what we think, what we believe, and what we choose. You know, if your emotions are making your decisions for you, how many know we're soon in trouble, right? If we just keep making quick decisions based on how we feel at that moment, life just falls apart. I mean, we just stick to our values, you know, when, when we think, oh boy, have I got to go to work in the morning? Uh, do I feel like it? I, I'll wake up and see how I feel. Well, that week, your boss might not feel like paying you. That's, that's how it works, eh? So we go, we go, we go whatever. You came this morning and, and, and mostly, yeah, Sunday morning, like, I've got to be there. I mean, I've just got to be, if I can, if I'm not working or, or you know, family commitments, holidays, what, if I can, I'm going to be there. And, and some of you felt, well, it's a bit of a push, right? It's a bit of a push this morning. If that's you, well done for, for not letting your feelings win. Because it's a value, we show up. And, and we talk about church being a family. And, and, and if that's true, and, and for me it's true, and for many of you it's true as well. Well, you don't miss family gatherings. You know, if, if you my family and said, uh, you know, Christmas Day, we'll have lunch, uh, you're invited. And, and then family said, well, I'll see how I feel in the mo- that morning. Thanks a lot, like. I mean... You know, how big a turkey are we supposed to have? You know, how many spuds do you want me to bash? You know, you need to know whether they're they're going to show up. And so, this is a family gathering. Why would you miss that? Why why would you miss a family gathering? If you can be here, show up. And and it's a value, so we do. So it's not about our feelings. You know, have you ever felt like in different areas of your life, giving up? Giving up on your marriage? giving up on all sorts of different things. Well, well done for not following your feelings. Well done for sticking with what you know to be right. And that's the value. So we just keep, we keep believing the truth. No, we don't go off our feelings. Uh, a 19th century preacher, Smith Wigglesworth, said this, What I feel is irrelevant. It's what I believe that matters. Now, that's quite a statement, and you may or may not agree with that. I am doing my best to, be, to agree with that, okay? I'm doing my best. Because our feelings do affect us, but actually underpinning that and infinitely more important than that is what I believe. It's what I believe. Do I, be, do I feel like I'm, God's, I'm the apple of God's eye? He loves me. Uh, do, do, I fe, do I feel like sometimes more than others? But it's the truth, whatever. I trust what I believe. It's what I believe that matters, not just what 
I feel. So that's maturity. We get to the point where we, we believe things. We, 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 the, what was the point? Choose to trust God's truth, not your feelings. That, that's absolutely. We, it's a decision because there will be weeks where, you know, I don't notice that you've changed your hairstyle and I forget to say nice haircut. There will be weeks when someone doesn't speak to you. There will be weeks when the person who normally sits next to you decides to sit with someone else. I don't feel too good about that. Well, come on, I'm not, you know, I'm not three-year-old. Maturity. We're not going to let that affect us because it's not what we feel. It's the truth that matters. So planted in the house, we show up even if... From time to time, we get offended. If you have never been offended in this church, we'll get round to you. <laughs> Joke, right? Because it happens not on purpose, but it can happen. But maturity says, I'm not going to let that affect me. Because it's not how I feel on that day. I'm committed to this house, and I, I believe in this people, and, and I'm part of this family. And who's never been upset or offended by a member of their own family? No hands are raised right now. Because that's life. And you, you know that as well as I do. You, most of you have lived longer than five minutes. You know that. You absolutely know that that's true. Same in God's house. It can happen. But we believe in what God's called us to do and where God's planted us. So we don't let that be the deciding factor. That's a mature way to think, to trust God's truth, not your feelings. Secondly, we choose what to set our mind on. Mac talked uh, a bit about mindsets last week. It was excellent. If you missed it, get the, I would recommend the podcast to think about a growth mindset or, or, or a, 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 a stuck, a kind of a, a stagnant mind, mindset, a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. So you can listen to the podcast. But I want to talk a little bit about choosing what to set our mind, our mind on. If when we go back, we're going to go back into Romans chapter 8. And uh, in Romans chapter 8, we're going to read from, from, uh, from verse 5. I think that's right. Yeah. Okay, we go. Those who live according to the flesh. Now, Paul's saying this, there's a choice here, right? We can live according to the flesh or according to the Spirit. I'll explain a bit more about what that means. But he's saying there's a big choice for every Christian to make. Flesh or Spirit. We'll come back to that and just bear that in mind as we read these verses. Verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed or set by the flesh is death, but the mind governed or set by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do, but those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So he's talking about this two constricting, two very contrasting things going on right now. For the transformed mind, now we are thinking according to the Spirit. So as the Spirit of God leads us, that's the track that we're on. That's where our thoughts are. That's what we're thinking and, and our, our, our actions flow from that and our actions follow our thoughts. But if our mind is set on the flesh or what we want, what I want, what's good for me, 
what's, what's always, number, for me, number one, if that's set on that, my own gratification, that's hostility to God because God's got something better for me than that. So when God gives us something way better, obviously, our choice is to follow that direction rather than follow our own gratification. So Paul's kind of laying that now. Remembering every Christian has the mind of Christ, we can choose to set our mind on the things of God. Contrasting mind of the flesh, mind on the spirit. But that's a constant battle and something that we have to work with and it's all part of our transformation. Led by the Spirit, we think about what God wants us to think about. Led by the Spirit, we follow, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we follow the to live a life that's in accordance with how God wants to live us, us to live a life that brings glory and honor to Him. Directed by the flesh, thinking about the flesh, we just do what, what people say in the Well, if it feels good, that's okay. You know, as long as you feel all right, it's okay. That isn't stuff and nonsense. It's not, it's not truth. That is not the Word of God. That's absolutely fundamentally opposed to what the Bible says. Because the Bible says we don't just do, if it feels good, do it. We don't just, well, as long as you're feeling all right, that, then you can justify your actions. No, that's not what the Word of God says. Because it says, let's have our mindset on what the Spirit wants us and the values that we have through that what is your mind set on? Is it, for, is it fixed or is it for growth as we had? And Paul puts it this way. Those who live, again, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. So we choose to follow the flesh or we, few, or we choose to follow the Spirit, what God wants us to do. An incredible contrast. But what he, what he says was, the flesh, following the flesh, leads to death of, of this life. It leads to, it leads to emptiness. It, 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 feels, it leads to lack of purpose. It leads, it leads to regret. It leads to despair. It leads to all those kind of things. But in contrast, following the Spirit, it leads to life and peace. Massive contrast. Death and life. Is there a bigger contrast? I can't think of one. Life and death. So when we follow the Spirit, there's life now and life for the future. But there's also what goes with living a fulfilled life, living the life that God's called us to live. There is a peace that comes from that as well, which the Bible says is beyond how we, what you could ever imagine. It's beyond what you could explain. It passes understanding. So these verses tell us we have a choice. We agree with the Spirit or we agree with the flesh. So we make these choices all the time. We had an 11-week series on uh, transforming practices. 11 things that we're saying are great things to do, like, like, like prayer, like, like studying the Word of God, like, like, like meditation, like serving, like, like worship, um, like, like uh, slowing, like fasting, and, 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 and so on and so forth. It's a whole kind of bunch of things that we mentioned there that we, we te- taught on there. And if we follow those practices, now sometimes when you start that, it's pretty tough. Now, if you think, well, I'm going to pray every day or I'm going to read the Bible every day, it's not necessarily that easy to get started. 
And sometimes you, get, you can start quite well, but continuing is even harder than getting started. But you know, when you continue with these practices, it begins to produce something which is transformational. When we receive consistently God, the Word of God speaking into our lives, that's what gives us the direction to follow the Spirit, not the flesh. When we speak to God and listen to what God says in prayer, we get the direction in our lives that, that we need. So we know that these transforming practices do produce something, but we need to get go on with them and get involved. Do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. There is a choice to make. Don't follow your feelings. Let your feelings follow you. So I come to church where even when I don't feel like it, show up in this family gathering even when I'm not feeling like it, but I'm better for being here. Because I get to see your uh, gorgeous faces. I get to get the encouragement from you. I get some encouraging words from you. I get the, the sense of we're together in worshiping God. I get the sense of you know, it's, not, it's not just about me and God. It's about us. It's not just about this building. It's about, it's about sending 85 missionaries out around the country that, that happened on Friday through Pace. It's, it's about what we can do in our communities. And together we can achieve these things way more, way more than every, any one of us could do by living an isolated life. We need to be part of that. You know, our feelings do not rule our life because sometimes our feelings are wrong. I think healthy, mature people accept that sometimes their feelings are wrong. Just the week before last, I, I had the worst kind of flu that's known to medical science, man flu. And I, 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 I couldn't sleep and, and I was all bunged up. And when I was lying down, I was, you know, my chest and that, you, you know. Uh, ladies, you've all heard this from your husbands, but just, just, just bear with me. I, I felt in the middle of the night, you know, you feel like you're dying. You feel like, you know, this. And of course, that's how I felt, right? wasn't the truth. I'm here. It wasn't the truth. But, but you can feel like that. But no, maturity tells you, hang on a minute, you feel rough, but that's not really. It's only the flu. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry about it. I'm not making light of how ill some people are, and we, 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 we pray and stand with you, and I, I understand that. But what I'm trying to illustrate is sometimes our feelings can make us... Make us believe that things are really, really the world's closing in on me I'm, I'm, I'm crushed, nobody, nobody's interested in me, nobody likes me nobody has a, will give me the time of day etc, etc, and it can just grow and grow and grow and grow and grow, but the truth is, God loves you unconditionally the truth is, you're not condemned you are, and the truth is, you're free the truth is, you're part of a family you're not on your own, the truth is even if one morning the pe- if your mates didn't speak to you, they still love you uh, and the, the truth is, it's God's truth. But what have we chosen to set our mind on? The Spirit, the things of God, or the things of the flesh. So we need to learn how to trust what God says. Learn how to trust the God in you, not your present feelings. Because God in me is greater than anything that comes against me. It's greater than anything I might feel. It's greater than any challenge that I'm facing right now or any challenge I may ever face in the future because, you know, whatever happens, you know, like Job said in the Old Testament, you know, God, even, even if you take me out, even if you slay me, even if you kill me, I'm still trust you. 
And that's, that's where we need to be. Because it's not about circumstances or feelings. It's about what God has said. Romans eight eleven. If the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal, that's now, bodies because of his spirit and for the future who lives in you. It's a promise of life, a spirit-controlled life, if we put our trust in God. That's the truth about what God says. It's a contrast to, la- to death when we seek our own fleshly desires, our own gratification. But when we follow Jesus, we have life and we have peace. There is a future hope, but we are being transformed now. Musicians are going to come back and, and help me. We're going to sing a song we sang earlier about freedom. And I believe that this morning, that if, if, if you're stuck, you're going to be helped this morning. God's going to give you breakthrough. Whatever that might be, it'll be different for everybody. It might, it might be your mind that, 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 that's, that's a torment. It might be a situation. It, it might be something that you keep on repeating. It, 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 could be, it could be anything like that. But sooner or later, in God's strength, we have to leave those things behind. One of my heroes, Nelson Mandela, was in prison for, for many years. When he was released, he said this, As I walked out the door towards the gate that would lead to my freedom... I knew if I didn't, have my, didn't leave my bitterness and my hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. Awesome. 17, many, many years, 17, I think, he was imprisoned, incarcerated, just because he wanted equality. But he decided to leave that behind. And then spiritually, you might be struggling with something for a long time, but this is your opportunity to leave it behind. There is future hope, that we are not about our feelings. How did you, how you feel? You know, it's a reasonable question that a doctor asks you, how do you feel? You've just had an operation. It's a reasonable question, but it's not a great question to base your walk with God on. It's a lousy question, which is often why I say, no, how, how are you? How are you going? How are you going? Well, spiritually, I'm going great. I feel rough, but I'm going great. And I'm not denying that I've got the flu or, or I've got some sickness. Or I'm not denying that, but I'm God, I'm going well. Because that's what really matters because I'm not consumed by my feelings. I'm trusting God. I've decided to have my mind set not on the flesh, but on the spirit. I've chosen to put God first. I've chosen to believe the truth that God says about me rather than how I happen to feel at that current moment. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, transforming our thinking. It's a significant uh, thing. If we can get this breakthrough, we can go on with God and come to maturity in Christ. Discover more about us at lifelanks.org and stay inspired by subscribing to the podcast via iTunes. Thanks for listening.